Welcome to Raspberry Tea Pod Chat. I'm Claire. I'm Claire. And I'm Jo. <laughs> CCJ. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are in the world listening to this pod chat. It's the Raspberry Tea Ladies, but with a difference today. Ooh. So we've lost one. Our darling Claire isn't here today. Um, let her explain to you why but one of us wasn't going to be here anyway because last month we ran a competition and we invited guests on etc etc and out of that we have invited the amazing Nikki Pattinson on today now if you've not heard of Nikki you will never forget her and you will (laughs) always follow her and you will become a loyal, dedicated fan and just get addicted to her like the rest of us are because she's so amazing. And today we're going to talk about how to put personality into business communications where there's no face-to-face, so emails or a letter or a proposal or whatever it might be, but to actually allow people to feel like they know you a little bit and they can sense who you are. So I'm going to let Nikki say hello. Well, there's a bloody build-up and a half, isn't it, Claire? Eh? I'll tell you what, you can redo my um, my online dating. <laughs> you know, I'll tell you. You know, I'd go out with myself from that. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, morning, Joe. Morning. <laughs> I must admit, when Nikki first came on the screen earlier, because I've... I've kind of done as Claire said, I have followed Nikki since I heard that name and absolutely wonderful. And I bowed down here, didn't I, on the screen and I was absolutely honoured to meet her. Oh, you Oh, well, you know, we kind uh, of all fit in together, don't we? Personality is everything for you, isn't it, Nikki? From- well, it's all I've got. I mean, I can't <laughs> down. <laughs> and I'm not being funny, but you see, I am testimony to what, what I do works because I'm not academic I can't count I don't know if there's three or five hundred people on here now you know I'm numerologically dyslexic there's something in my brain that don't give me any organizational skills I've been told that I'm a bit ADHD I was the most non-academic person you would ever meet in your life but I had to find a way of negotiating the rest of my life. So at 16, I got a job in a shoe shop and many people will have heard this story, I'm sure. Uh, But I sold more shoes in one day than anybody else could sell in a whole week. And in those days, I couldn't have told you how I did it. Now, I can tell you every wink of the eye, every wave of the hand that created that. And I've modified those thoughts for so many people in retail since. And interestingly, so this is going back, bloody hell, it's nearly 40 years. And a couple of weeks ago, I went out with the girl that I ran the, the, the floor and the shoe shop with, Leslie. And we'd not seen each other for possibly 30 years. And it was like no time had elapsed. And we were talking about, you know, what we used to do. And she just stopped and she said, God, you could sell shoes. I said, you know what, Leslie, I couldn't sell shoes, but I could sell me. And that was the thing. And that's been the fortune ever since. So thank you, God. You know, I've had a two million a year 
market stall company. I have worked with the most corporate of design agencies, law firms, accountancy firms, big retailers, you name it. And I've showed people how to do what I do. And that, thank God, I managed to nail because now everybody's talking about, oh, it's not what you sell, it's you, you sell. Well, yeah, I've been saying it for 18 years, <laughs> but I can tell you absolutely every word, every blink, every tone of the voice to put in there to get people to listen to you and then to follow you and to and yeah. buy from you. And so thank you, God, that'll pay for facelift. <laughs> I think one of the one of the things that you said on one of the sessions I was on through lockdown, you know, you were doing those weekly Friday lunchtime sessions. Mm. And one of the things that really resonated with me was you said, when you meet somebody, you start the conversation halfway through. And it made me think about it. And you gave the example of if you were in a queue waiting to go in a shop, because we were being controlled at that point, you know, one out, one in type of thing. You wouldn't say to somebody in the queue, hello, my name is whatever. You'd start and you'd go, bloody hell, it's cold out here, isn't it? And, and you know, what are you come for today or whatever it might be? And you sort of start the conversation as though you already know them. And that really resonated with me because I realised I do that. Yeah. Quite naturally, and it had never entered my head that that's what I did until yeah. you pointed it out. Absolutely. And that has made millions for people in retail mm. because the other the only other thing we can do is to use the transphraseology of are you all right there? Can I help you in retail, for instance, or in um, a reception? Yeah. And we're all on a default. And no, because we are saturated with people in our world. We mm. actually don't want anybody else in our world. You know, and we delete that which isn't real now anyway. Yeah. We can't stand one more thing that isn't true yeah. or real or one person, one more bullshitter we can't have in our inbox. And God, you know, you only need to click on your inbox in the morning to see just how much of that shit there is. Sorry for swearing, but... No, it's fine. You all know what I'm talking about. Take the top of course the we do. Off. They've all been on a funnel course and they're all saying the same thing. I'm not buying that, you know, uh, but... But going back to the um, starting the conversation halfway through, it genuinely has made millions mm -hmm. in every arena you can think of because it disarms people. The brain doesn't know the difference. So let me give you a retail example of that. I, I, uh, some people may or may not know, but we tripled um, a makeup brand overnight in Selfridges. It was literally the second I got the staff, we did two hours on, right, folks, this is how we're going to do it. And then I never do anything, Claire and Joe, that I don't put the uniform on and do yeah. myself. Yeah. Because I know that when people are listening, they're going, oh, yeah, old market trader. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, it'll be, it'll be just exactly the same as everybody else. Yeah. So I say, I, I, I talk about what we've put together and then I put the uniform on and I get on that shop floor or in that reception or wherever that might be. And I show them it working and then there's no denial. So the morning after, literally, I never forget, down in London, we did two hours with the staff. And then we were on that shop floor, I think Selfridges, half nine, whatever it was. By 11 o'clock, we had a crowd round. 
And I was saying to the people, look, see, we've got Givenchy there. We've got um, Christian Dior there. We've got, and they're all just stood there with their arms folded, watching people clamor to buy this makeup. But what they, would, what they were actually doing were clamoring to buy us. And an example of that would be, so say you two came and stood and you were stood by lipsticks, eyeshadows or whatever. I wouldn't go, you're right there, can I help you? Yeah. I'd go, oh, we're having a bit of a day out then. So where are you having your dinner today? We have dinner up here, we don't have lunch. Uh, where, where are you having, unless you're really posh and I'm not. Where are you having your dinner today? And do you know what? I love that. On my day off, I always go shopping with my mate because it's just completely different when you've got somebody to discuss stuff yeah. with, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Now, yeah. Joe, you are nodding your head as if this is a real conversation. You actually <laughs> want to come back. I'm, I'm playing. And that would then start a conversation and I'd drop my voice and I'd go, so that lipstick that you're looking at there, if you look... Sally over there's got it on. Brian over there's got it on. It suits everybody, but we've only got maybe four or five left now because I put this on at half eight this morning. Look how I'm dropping my voice. I'm speaking to your subconscious. Yeah, and there's a lot around that that I'm not going to go into now, but we do a lot of stuff around the tone of voice. And uh, and, I'd, and I'd said, you know, I put this on at half eight this morning. I've just, I've just been for a coffee. I haven't touched it. It's exactly where I put it when I left home. You don't get that very often. Mm. And what are they going to do? They buy that and then another conversation. And before they know where they are, they spent 250 quid. Yeah. And that's how we did it. Yeah. That's how we did it. And there's a way of doing that in every business because we all feel so alone at the minute. We don't want the, hello there, can I help you? Hi, I hope you are well, kind regards. We want real connection to each other. But the thing is, we've all put such a wall up around ourselves and we've sterilized the way that we put ourselves out there because we're frightened of being shot. And let me talk about that in a sec, if you want to hear why that is. You know, it's not our natural place to be seen that we're all lost and we can't understand why we're not doing it. We sell who you are and what it would feel like to have us in your world. And I wish that, so it. if you're not actually speaking to somebody or seeing somebody, how do you do that in business? If right. you're sat behind a laptop or a computer or a screen and you don't have that opportunity to see people, how do you do that? But you can see them. You can see them in every word that they write. Let me change that word from see to feel. Yeah. You can feel who people are in every word that they write. And so the written word is massive now. I yes. mean, I'm just after this after this podcast, I'm I'm actually talking to a company in Switzerland about how they put themselves out in the written word because right now that's more or less all we've got, whether yes. it's Facebook or email or whatever. So mm -hmm. they can always see you. It's just that they see you through with a different set of eyes now and in a different medium. So the written word is crucial. So how do people get their personality over in the written word? Because, you know, you often say you talk about trans language. You've said it, just it a million times already today. <laughs> and deleted and, you know, it, it's so true, isn't it? 
if you remember I'm, I'm terrible with emails I really have to try and remember to be friendly because I'm one of those that just goes straight in and goes blah, 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 blah. there's no hope you're well or anything with me it's literally just blah, 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 blah. And I'm straight to the point it's you'd think I was picking up the phone and talking to a colleague and so I really have to think about it and I've done your don't get deleted email course and if anybody listening hasn't done it head over to nickypatterson.com and buy the bloody thing because it's amazing um how how do how do you get somebody who doesn't know you to feel like they do through something written very warm language and you're not just introducing yourself you're speaking to people's subconscious and putting them in a, I mean, this is just one example, there's a million examples, but you see we're pack animals. And I did a million a year in design for a design, for several design agencies, but for two in particular, the first year, and this is over 20 years ago, I did 27 grand short of a million in a year selling design. Now I, and it was all on letters letters and then email email were just coming in and i learned how to sell what it would feel like to be in the presence of that company because when you get that big to be good is a given so it was if i was selling say if i was selling you now claire uh, on email i would put something a picture of us two together with the reader in it so it might say something like just got off zoom with claire uh big surprise she was wearing pink you can't tell where her hair ends and her jumper starts um we actually said we wish you'd have been on that zoom because i think there were a few jokes in there that you would really have appreciated now yeah. nothing unprofessional about that yeah. but all i've done is put that person in between us and i learned yeah. on the markets that you're selling the pack so what I were doing, I were bypassing all logic there, bypassing all that time getting to know each other and saying, you belong to us. I've just, and I've, I know yeah. people can't see this, but I've just put my arm out because if that had been in real life and somebody had been stood in front of us, I would possibly have had my arm around Claire going, do you know what? And I'm making a gesture yeah. with the other hand yeah. now. Yeah. But, but our brains don't know the difference. Our psyche don't know the difference. So you just said there, hi, I hope you're well. That's the worst thing you can do. And because again, it's, are you all right there? Can I help you? It's yeah, translating. So if, what we do when we read an email, we start at the top, we look at the top, we look at the bottom. We might, we'll look at the PS always. You know, there's very rare that I send an email that I haven't got a PS. And oh, then yeah. if that if that clicks as brain, we'll look what's in between. But if yeah. not, you're straight to a trash can. Yeah. I wish you could see our faces now because Claire and I are both sat here with the biggest smiles on our faces listening to this. And Claire is possibly one end of the scale and I'm probably the other because I go all in personality. I go all in <laughs> on the relaxed side of things. And possibly it's the way that we write, isn't it? Because, you know, yeah. as, a, as a business for Raspberry Flamingo, it's the way that we write. Yeah. I am the flowery one. Claire yeah. is straight in, done and out. So to hear this, Nikki, is absolutely amazing. And we were talking before we came on um, about how COVID has made such a difference to people and losing identities. 
and how important it is now to just be ourselves and bring ourselves back out in that. And you, for one, absolutely adore that with everybody, don't you? I mean, this is just brilliant to hear. And, you know, the, the, the sort of feeling of being in a store and going in and buying some makeup and just feeling those people around you, it, it just brings everything out, absolutely everything out in you. Don't you think, though, that we've got to find who we are again? Absolutely, first? yeah. You know, so many of us, I've got, um, I think it's the 25th of November. I don't know when this is going out, but I've got a confidence course. It's only 20 quid. Um, but after I speak to people all over the world every day. This is the only day that I'm not up at five talking to somebody in Australia or, or New Zealand this week. And I'm fascinated by that because everybody's telling me the same thing. I, I don't know who I am anymore. You know, because we don't have all the things that we had that tell us. So, you know, I remember in lockdown, I had a, a it kept breaking down, so they had to take it back. But I had a nice car on drive and I've still got a wardrobe full of, you name it, it'll be in there, Prada, blah, 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 like my gear. Um, and there's a lot of reasons for that. But anyway, we don't need to go to that place at the moment. But anyway, I, and I said, or one of these zooms well what good is any of it to us because it's not telling the car can't go anywhere it's just an expense and right now who cares if i've got a prada jacket on and whatever shoe and church's shoes you know if because nobody can see me all you can see is the primark t-shirt and the shell silk bottoms and you're happy with that but for most of us we tell ourselves who we are by the brands that we choose, by the reactions that we get, by the way we put ourselves into the world. And we lost all that. And then we lost our core group of people around us that again told us who we were. Well, isn't that just great? Because now we can decide and we can decide who we are and we can put that person together and we can put that person into the world and we'll be all the better for it. I can guarantee that. And do you think, do you think that's, because I mean, in a sense, you and Joe do some similar work here, because yeah. Joe's working with people in midlife who are sort of going, this isn't what I wanted, where am I going from now? And, but that's sort of more age related and, and sort of, I'm guessing, whereas you're looking at anybody of any age in any circumstance, Nikki going, you know what? lost myself mm -hmm. because of what's just happened in the world and how do I put myself back out there confidently but authentically yeah oh it's got to be real and, that, and that's the other thing we delete that which isn't real in our world because we've seen too much we can't make sense of what's going on right now you turn I don't even put telly on now because you know all the wars and the bombings and the grief and that I can't make sense of that so I don't let it into my world. Yeah. But it's the same with people. And, you know, we're opening less and less emails and engaging with less and less people because I'm not being funny. They talk shit. You know, last year, I personally spent 11,000 quid on different courses. And I believed the hype. But then once I got in there, those people weren't who they purported to be. And that made me very wary, you know. Mm. And after they got me money, they couldn't have given... 
Yeah. What's if I were alive or dead? Yeah. So we've become very wary of people now. We have to learn how to put ourselves out as we really are and be real and be kind. All those things that everybody's talking about now, you know, because if we don't, then we will be and we deserve to be deleted. But the problem being, of course, we're all so desperate to make a living, you know, that we are, some of us are creating these false personas. Well, let me tell you, you damn so far get found out. Yeah. Interestingly, I do, um, I do, a, a, I've started to do the live events again. Um, and I know that people, you know, haven't got the ticket money that they used to have. So I've just filled it, filled in just a few days. It was crazy. Uh, and I did one at Dakota in Leeds just for 14 people a couple of weeks ago. And one of the testimonials that came back, you know, sometimes you get something back about yourself that actually makes you gulp and your eyes water. And I've got to tell you, because I will always tell the truth. In those sentences, I actually, it was just a massive confirmation for me because I were told I were rubbish from being little, the way I spoke, me demeanor, all the things that have actually become the fortune. And somebody wrote to me and they said, Nikki, there is one thing for me about you, you know, uh, uh, that absolutely stands out is that you knew your identity and you stuck to it whether other people liked it or not. Mm. And that meant everything to me. That takes a lot of courage for people who do feel that they've got to conform or who have been told. We do a whole thing around being, well, what you were told that you were? What did your husband, your wife, your friends, your family, your teachers, what did they, who did they tell you that, that you were? Because actually that was their perception based on their experience, experience and what they wanted you to be to make them feel better. They've got to go. Now we really do have to find out who you are. And we've, that's who we're selling. So, yeah, yeah, sorry, I went on a bit then, but it's such <laughs> a massive point. It really is. Yeah. And it's, you know, I deal with that every single day. Yeah. I think the beauty about you, Nikki, as well, is you you know your personality, you know your identity, your accent, your hair colour, your lip colour. It is you. You know, as Claire said right at the beginning, once Nikki is in the room, Nikki has that room. And and we're even sat here just staring at the screen. We're just <laughs> like in awe of, of this this red mouth speaking to oh, us. You're two lunatics, honest to God. Well, <laughs> you know what? I find you fascinating too. And I'd like to make the point that I've never found anybody. I've never found anybody uh, who tells the truth about himself not be fascinating mm. because truth is far more interesting than fiction. Yeah. And when you're telling the world who you are, most people, we do a thing about called the backstory. It's really, really powerful. And um, most people go, oh, I've not done it. It's not interested about me. And then they start to talk. And oh my God, you can absolutely yeah. see where the genius came from because your genius don't come from an MBA now. Sorry for all those people that can count and that have got one, including my son. <laughs> I can't, I haven't, but I know, where, I know where the skill came from. And it's always from the experience, not from the MBA. Yeah. That's really interesting. I might be making that up. I don't know. I don't know. That's, that's really interesting, isn't it, though? Because I've been through an awful lot in my life, but I don't tell anybody about it. Yeah. Mm. And and there's things that 
very very few people know about it because the only the only friend I I maintained from childhood passed away literally we, we had the funeral days before lockdown thank god um and I don't see it's it's strange isn't it I'm I'm one of those people I'm very happy with who I am I know myself I just don't see why anybody would be interested in all that so I don't ever tell anybody in all of that about any of that because I just for me you know when you do that timeline yeah. it classes timeline regression or whatever it might be where yeah. you have what's behind you and what's in front of you I don't see any of that behind because it's done. I've dealt with it. It's, none of it's affecting me. It's in a in a need to resolve anything type of way. I'm not saying it's not shaped me because obviously it has, but it's done. It's passed. So I don't ever go there. But and, and when you every time you come on and talk or I hear you or you say that, and I'm like, I really should do that. I really should tell people about. <laughs> we'll myself. do it. We'll do it. Because... I think so as well. Yeah. Yeah, the genius. Your genius came from, for me, having known you for a little while now, you know, a lot of your genius came from when you actually were just laid there, couldn't do much, and you were planning the rest of your life because it gave you an understanding and a compassion that perhaps you wouldn't have picked up and what happened not mm. have happened mm, but i'll tell it. you what if you could sit with me for 20 minutes claire and i'm gonna ask you to come here and do it <laughs> and i would script that out it's so powerful I, and i god this is going to be something that i don't often talk about now because folk will think i'm a lunatic they'll just be put it phone down or whatever it is whatever you do put it zoom down um but see at, years ago I used to do one-to-one sessions with people here in my kitchen. And as they were telling me about the, the world and the life, I'd, I'd get a thing in my head and I'd want to say, yeah, but blah, blah, blah. Then that happened and that gave you. And I'd think, no, don't say that. They'll think you're mad. And then one day it was a young management consultant. I'll never forget him. He was 28 years old and he sat there. And he's, I'm reading, and what had happened to him was in every word that he'd written, he just hadn't seen it. And I just, I won't say his name, uh, but I would call him Bob. I just said, Bob, what happened to you around 13 that made you the master of the house? And he looked at me, he goes, how do you know? I goes, I don't know, but something happened. He goes, I came downstairs and my dad had had a massive stroke on kitchen floor. And from that moment, my mum put me in the front seat of the car and him in the bag and I back and I came, became the man of the house yeah. and I had to manage everything. And I mm-hmm. said, that's why you're a genius at what you do. And that's where we start. And it was true. And I, it happens all the time. I don't mm-hmm. know. It's like you just get connected to people's soul when yeah. you do the work. And I can't explain that. I don't, I've never sold it. I mean, try selling that to Tesco's. I were with Tesco's <laughs> for 13 months. I couldn't, you, you know, try selling that to, you know, to big law firms. I don't, but I just know when I'm with people where the genius came from. Yeah. And actually that's what they're buying. But the yeah. other thing is, is, of course, none of us want to be seen really. It's not in our DNA, is it? You know, we've been taught 
right back from dinosaur times, don't let anybody see you or you'll get killed. As we came up through social history, be the same as everybody else. Don't let anybody see you or you'll get thrown out of the pack. If you're thrown out of the village, then you'll die. Well, that would be people are struggling. Now, the, now, if you're not seen, you'll die. That's yeah. the difference. Yeah. But you think that's, that's really where a lot of people struggle because I think a lot of people inside, they know they want to be seen. Mm. They know they deserve to be seen. Mm. But then you've got social media with influencers that are all over the place. And, and people just go, well, I couldn't be like that. I'm not that good looking or I'm not that thin or I'm not that whatever it might be. And so they shrink back again. It, it's all, it, must be, it, it must be a real battle for some people. Yeah, but it's all bollocks. I'm sorry. It's all oh, You know, you can see me now with hardly any slap on, flat hair, you know, blah, blah, blah. I don't look like I look on them pictures. You know, most people, when they meet me, go, oh, God, you're a lot shorter than I thought you'd be. <laughs> and, uh, and I'm going, well, yeah, this, but this is real life. You know, I, we've got to get out of that. And it isn't, we don't even buy beauty anymore. We might think we do, but we buy the way that people feel in your unique presence. And you know what? Even Mr. Blobby did that, didn't he? You know, so I'm damn sure we can. That is a perfect finish, Nikki. That is absolutely superb. I'm sitting there and I'm thinking, we could just talk all day. Yeah. I haven't even, I've hardly said a word because I've literally sat with my mouth open, nodding most of the time. And, and I'm a life coach. And, and I do this. I help these people in exactly the way that you've been talking about. What people are struggling with at the moment is almost having the confidence to even make that first step. And I think listening to this today will help so many people realise, A, they're not on their own. This is normal now. Let's normalise just being normal. You know, you don't have to be out there. You don't have to be six foot two and stunning and blonde. And the way that people imagine models to look, that is not how it is anymore. It doesn't have to be that way. And just go being yourself just have that confidence and if you don't have the confidence messages drop some comments in this pod chat when we put this on the facebook group we would love to hear about you know all your experiences and thank you so so much nikki for coming on it's just been amazing people follow nikki pattinson everywhere she goes stalk the woman she'll absolutely love it <laughs> she will bring so much to your life i can promise you and ladies on that note, it's time for a brew. Happy bye. Thanks very much. Thank you. You're very welcome. Great to be in. I think, uh, Joe, thanks for all that. I think you just paid me mortgage off. <laughs> <laughs>